Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Abigail. We're sisters. And we believe in ghosts. Welcome to Supernatural Sisters, a podcast all about ghostly encounters, bone-chilling monsters, and basically anything that goes bump in the night. Each week, we talk about a haunted place, a legendary monster, or a story that sends shivers down our spines. And maybe we'll talk about the pottery scene from Ghost. He's not a ghost in that scene. There are other parts of that movie where he's a ghost. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And remember, we, we believe, believe you. you. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I'm your host Dave and I almost forgot to unmute my microphone uh, and I am joined today by uh, Mr. Cryptid Clyde. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. Cryptid's your first name, right? So it's Mr. Clyde? Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's Mr. Clyde. It's uh, Cryptid Clyde. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, but how you doing, man? I'm so, I'm so glad that you were able to, to hop on this. I'm very excited. Hey, yeah, I'm good. Apart from the voluntary audio difficulties we had, we're, I'm, I'm doing great now. Yeah, we found a workaround. And, you know, with, through the magic of AI, I can make you sound like you're in the room with me. Maybe. We'll figure it Can't out. Can't happen. Yeah. But, uh, but you're doing good. Uh I haven't spoken to you in person since uh, Squonkapalooza, which was the first and only time I've ever spoken to you in person, but I had a great time there, and I'm very glad that you were my booth neighbor, I guess. <laughs> yeah, same. What, what was the... There was somebody playing music or something, right? That was... Uh, oh, yeah, with the uh, balloon artist right next to you, right? No, it was uh, it was the, the anime artist that was across from us, and they were, <laughs> they were blasting uh, Wu-Tang Clan, and and not like the family friendly. Not that there is many, but like this is this is a kid friendly event. So anyone who wasn't at Skonkapalooza, this was like a family friendly. It was like a really in a in a park in a small town, and it was like really nice. And then these dudes just set up these like a full on PA system, and just start blasting the most aggressively violent rap, which I'm I'm fine with it. But sure, 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 sure. I mean, Wu-Tang is for the children, so I, it's not too bad. <laughs> I, be- I believe that's what I, me- I messaged you, and I was like, good thing this is a family event because Wu-Tang is for the children. If it was anywhere else, this would be highly inappropriate. No, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Every Chuck E. Cheese birthday has Wu-Tang playing, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I used to work at a Chuck E. Cheese, so I can confirm <laughs> that that is the case. The animatronic. Yeah, they they actually switched out the animatronic band that used to play at Chuck E. Cheese, and it's just animatronic Wu Tang now. It's just nine (laughs) nine dudes just going full bars (laughs) on these eight year olds. Yeah, the full the full what like thirty six chambers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. It's (laughs) oh my god. Oh, that was so aggressive. I loved it though. It was yeah, it was great. It was great. Oh. Well, yeah, man, I'm super glad that you were able to come. Uh, I guess for anyone who, I guess for people who don't know who you are, I guess do you want to do you want to like, shamelessly plug yourself for like a minute or two? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a dude who just likes to draw monsters and found an excuse to do that. 
uh, by having a shop as my side gig. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Kind of the, the, the cliff notes of it. I, I do graphic design for a day job, but this is a way to do something actually fun with my life. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I, <laughs> it's weird that I know, I know a lot of people who are graphic designers in their person, like in their actual job. And then, they do graphic design for a side gig and they do the most horrific, horrible, like monster horror artwork. <laughs> it's like, but I don't know if that came because they had a mundane, like nine to five job. Like I, they're like, I need to stop designing logos for like yeah. <laughs> vineyard vines. I need to do something. And they just get into this dark <laughs> space. But yeah. No. It's a real chicken and the egg situation for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Clyde, you have no idea what we're going to talk about today, right? Nope, I'm coming in blind. All right, and it's safe to say that you're, I usually ask people, you're you're clearly a cryptids guy, so you might actually know what we're talking about today. I, I am, as far as cryptids go, I know a little about a lot, so we'll see how this goes. All right, that's no, that's fine. So the, the original topic I had for this is what I titled the episode, and the first, like, four paragraphs are about that and then i just went off the rail so this episode either a won't make any sense like chronologically <laughs> okay but in in researching the topic that we're about to discuss i found that it went f- way further back than i thought it did and the like the like the roots of the lore and the story so i had mm-hmm. to kind of like I had kind of like scrap my idea halfway through and then just shoehorn in the backstory. But I think I, I think I made it work. Okay. All okay. Right. Now, Clyde, second question. You ever been in New Orleans? As much as I would love to go, I have never been, though. No. All right. Well, I'm going to give you some backstory on New Orleans. All right. So Excellent. New Orleans is easily one of the most famous cities in the United States. I can't, I can't really find it hard to argue that. Most people know nope. what New Orleans is. Uh, it's the home of some of the most famous people on the planet, like Little Wayne's from New Orleans, uh, Louis Armstrong, and noted asshole, possible white supremacist, and frontman of the band Pantera, Phil Anselmo, is also from there. Oh. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just a wide array of people. Um, yeah, uh, it's a popular tourist destination thanks to its insanely good music scene, and that goes for virtually any genre you can think of blues bluegrass jazz punk metal all of it most everything that comes out of there is pretty much gold uh it's also known for its creole and cajun cuisine oh my god (laughs) it's best known for its creole (laughs) and cajun cuisine and every year the city holds one of the wildest and longest parties mardi gras where the whole city goes all out basically for like two weeks if not longer uh parades shows booze People just whipping out their titties in return for like two cent bead necklaces. Again, just an all around good time for the family to enjoy. So that's, that's pretty, I guess that's pretty much New Orleans in a nutshell. There's probably way more to it. No, no, that's totally it. Yeah. I mean, when, I mean, well, when most people think about New Orleans, I feel like Mardi Gras is like the first thing they think of. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I would assume. Now, if you're like me and you like the more macabre, things about a city or a place uh new orleans isn't just all tits and glamour all right so the city the city does have a darker history to it like for example uh from may from may 1918 to october 1919 new orleans was home to an unknown and never caught axe murderer dubbed the axe man of new orleans 
who in the, uh, so I do know this one, yeah. Yeah, so in the, who in the span <laughs> of uh, that year killed six people, injured six more, and then famously ended by writing like a letter to the police or something like that, saying that if everyone in the city blares jazz music at this time on a specific date, I'll just pass through your city, which he did. Apparently, like a bunch of like pretty much everyone was just blaring jazz, which is kind of fucked up that they just kind of bowed to the whim of the serial killer. But I think I would probably do the same too. But but in true New Orleans fashion, it uh, was a party that solved everything. So true. yeah, that's very accurate. And they were probably going to do that anyways. Like, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it was also home to Jean and Pierre Lafitte, uh, who were famous pirates uh, of the time. Yes. And uh, Jean gaining a little more fame due to his role on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. When you when you launch off from that ride, it's from I think it's Lafitte's Landing or something like that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Lee Harvey Oswald, the man who assassinated JFK, also hails from New Orleans. And well, we'll, we'll say uh, supposedly assassinated JFK. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Possible president murderer Lee Harvey Oswald may or may not uh-huh. be from New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, but uh, undoubtedly the most like horrible person to ever come out of New Orleans is Madame Delphine Lalaurie. Uh, who was a very rich uh, New Orleans socialite who tortured, mutilated, and murdered uh, at the very least 12 slaves in the attic of her mansion on Royal yeah. Street. Uh, it's believed that number yeah. is much higher, and her crimes were only discovered because one of uh, her enslaved servants, uh, the cook, I think, uh, just set the house on fire, and uh, she was like, fuck this, I'm done with this. And so they set the house on fire so that people would come in and like find the crimes. Uh Last podcast on the left just did like a really good two part series on it. So if you want to learn more about that, definitely go check that out. Now, Clyde, hear me out. All right. Yes, yes, yes. I know all this New Orleans history is fun and all. And I didn't even get into like the history of like voodoo or witchcraft in the area or like the billions of ghost stories and hauntings the city has because there's a shit ton of those. Because some. Or or, uh, the Nick Cage uh, tombstone. I (laughs) do. Didn't get into any of that. Actually, Nick Cage, fun fact, I believe Nick Cage either did or still does own the LaLaurie mansion. Yes, I think I think he sold it with all of this fun tax stuff. So Yeah, but I, at one point he owned that and he owned uh, like the church with the graveyard in it, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, something much darker lurks in the swamps around New Orleans, and it's a creature with the body of a man the head of a wolf and a heart that's just brimming with Catholic rage. And that creature is known, <laughs> <laughs> the creature is known as the Rougarou. Are you familiar with the okay. Rougarou? Are you familiar with the Rougarou? I, I know of it. And uh, apart from being mentioned on a few podcasts, it did also because of uh, the movie Wolf Cop. So yeah, <laughs> I know about the Rougarou. <laughs> oh God, Wolf Cop, man. I forgot about that movie. Tragedy. <laughs> um, all right. So said to stalk the swamps around New Orleans and Acadiana. I don't know how to pronounce this. So I'm just going to say that's what it is. Uh, as well as, it. as well as sugarcane fields and woodlands of the surrounding areas. The Rougarou is essentially a werewolf. It's a cursed man who at night during the full moon is transformed into a towering monster with the body of a human, albeit covered in fur, just yoked as all hell. Long, long and sharp teeth and cloths. Oh my god, T 
teeth and claws. I'm having a mild stroke right now. <laughs> and <laughs> the head of the wolf. It's said that when the Rougarou is in its wolf-like form, uh, it always retains its full human intelligence, memory, and sense of self, which is kind of an upsell if you ask me. I don't see any downsides to that because you could be pretty much a superhero. 100%. I mean, in, in the argument of vampire werewolf, I'm always the werewolf crew. So having all of your senses and abilities, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm down. In a heartbeat. Uh, now, tales of the Rougarou have been around for centuries in French folklore, starting with stories of the Lougarou. And this is where my script just kind of stops talking about the Rougarou altogether. <laughs> because <laughs> I found out that the Rougarou is just the Lougarou. <laughs> but since it's in Creole, they just made it a different sound. <laughs> but Lugaru just means werewolf. So this episode is basically about werewolves. So we're going to have fun with that. Excellent. So Excellent. Uh, this is dating all the way back to at least the 16th century. So not only were, you know, their endless wars, hunger, disease, famine, droughts, and dragons are all part of like your daily, like daily worries. Now you also got werewolves to deal with in the 16th century, which is just... <laughs> Sounds awful. Just just pile it on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and uh, during this time, a lot of people would just blame the Lugaru for a number of different things back then. So, like, something murdered all your livestock, the Lugaru did it. Your kid get killed, Lugaru. Your wife leave you for the blacksmith, that was the Lugaru. Lugaru. And just like in Salem <laughs> during, like, the witch trials, if you were just, like, a general, generally, like, weird and off-putting dude there's a good chance that you're just going to be accused of and tried and probably convicted under the suspicion of being a werewolf. So hundred percent. Yeah. It's just all good. <laughs> now for the most part, the Lugaru is used more as like a cautionary tale for children. Like, like all good folklore is and should be used for, uh, you got to really traumatize them young. So that way it sticks with them, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that, that, very uh red riding hood a big bad wolf kind of thing yeah yeah it's like if you if if you don't clean your room the luger is gonna fucking kill you <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing uh that is until 1764 when a quote-unquote real life lugaru dubbed the beast of javoudan terrorized the french countryside for about three full years starting with the brutal killing of a 14 year old farm girl named jean boulet I'm just making up how to say these names in French, but they sound fine. <laughs> uh, and that happened near the Allier River in June of that first year. It then continued its rampage, injuring and dismembering and even decapitating several people. Uh, news of the beast spread across France. People were rightfully terrified, uh, with the news eventually reaching the ear of King Louis XV, who ended up sending his own hunters and even his personal bardigod, <laughs> uh, Francois Antoine <laughs> to track and kill the beast. And on September 21st, 1765, Francois and his men killed a large wolf that they assumed was the beast responsible. So good, yeah. good for them. Uh, yeah, but I do know that it's just like, we got we get a wolf, guys. So yeah, so, it's probably one. <laughs> so with a, with a job well done from the king, him and his men dusted themselves off, collected their reward, and just got the fuck out of there. Uh, but then the attack started back up again and continued for two years. But since the king had already told everyone that the beast responsible was dead and he didn't want to look like a fucking asshole, he just ignored it. He, 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 just, he just ignored him this time. Uh, and newspapers of the day, the authorities, they all did the same. So over the course of those like three years, the beast of 
Jebudan killed at least 100 people, uh, with some sources claiming the total number killed could be as high as 300, which is fucking bonkers, dude. Same. <laughs> like, if you think about everything else happening at this time, to be 300 people just killed by a werewolf, like, that's wild. <laughs> It's 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 absolutely insane, especially even if we're gonna go like the logical route of it being just a wild animal. Like yeah. that body count's huge. It's really high. <laughs> it's like not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so just like an all around bad time for everyone involved. But luckily for the people of Jevoudan, a local hunter named Jean Chastel put an end to the attacks when he shot and killed a large animal on June 19, 1767 uh, that witnesses described as a wolf, but like a super weird-looking one. Uh, it had a massive head, and its fur was red, white, and gray, which no one had ever seen before, and to this day, no one really knows what it was. There are theories that, like, it was an escaped, uh, like, juvenile male wolf. So, like, it had, like, a had a mane, but not, like, a full... Uh, not wolf, sorry, lion. So like it had, oh yeah, it had a mane but not like a full lion's mane. It's like the halfway transition, like teenage Simba from the Lion King. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, hot Simba. Yeah, totally. That's uh, <laughs> just you know hot. Simba. Uh, oh yeah, the hottest. Uh, I've also heard uh, hyena was thrown out there a couple times too. I heard hyena as well. That which the fur color actually kind of more tracks, I guess, to being a hyena. But like, what the fuck's a hyena doing in France? Like, what? Oh yeah, I, neither of these answers give any logic to me. No, none of this makes sense. But I mean, it, it also makes no sense that there's a full-on werewolf. So, and you know, really, really, any explanation at this point, I'll I'll take it. Uh, but glad you're probably wondering, how did the Luguru, this French werewolf folklore, end up becoming the Rougarou, which is now a staple in New Orleans folklore? Maybe not, but I'm going to assume you are, so I'm going to keep going. Well, <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. They're one and the same. Like I said at the top, uh, when the French settled to Louisiana, as well as uh, the French Canadian immigrants who came centuries ago, they brought this folklore with them and the legends as well. And then the Canadian, uh, the French Canadian, ended up more assimilating with like the Native Americans and the Na and the indigenous peoples of Canada in the area. And then they kind of just melded all their shit together because Native Americans and First Nations people also had like Wolfman, sure stuff. Yeah. So that's how they kind of just they just melded. It's, you know, America truly a melting pot of cultures. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was going to say, actually, the whole thing is reminiscent of the uh, the uh which is also another weird kind of wolf, maybe? Sure. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, so yeah, it was it was more, the Rougarou, they, oh my God. So the French came over, and then they met with the Native Americans and indigenous peoples, the First Nations in Canada, and they're like, yo, you have a, a fucked up wolf? We have a fucked up wolf. Let's just kind of kind of team up, and we'll just kind of see how this plays out. But then those people emigrated to uh, New Orleans, and what happened was uh, the, the name the name Rougarou and Lugarou, like I said, are actually both used in Louisiana. It just depends on how you're feeling that day. 
And in reality, the most likely reason <laughs> is because Cajun dialect is a mixture of both English and French. Uh, and the Cajun, and they're kind of just known to just completely change the pronunciation of words <laughs> just to have them kind of like roll off the tongue easier. So Lou became Rue. And that's kind of how that happens. So now you're probably thinking, well, how does one become a Rougarou? If, exactly. Whether if whether you want to avoid it or make a transformation, like a big life decision. Uh, well, there's a couple of different ways. One is kind of dumb. The, the legend has it that only a witch can make a Rougarou, either by turning into a wolf themselves or by giving people the curse of lycanthropy. Uh, which is probably the lamest of all the legends, so I'm not even going to humor that one. Another legend states <laughs> that a Rougarou is only cursed for like 101 days, but they can transfer the curse to another human if they shed their blood. Now, I heard two versions of this, and neither of them make sense to me. So the first one is is that the Rougarou has to spill the blood of a victim, not kill the person, just make them bleed. And then sure. that person becomes a Rougarou and then the original one can go back to human form. But then the other person is a Rougarou for 101 days, unless it does the same thing or it doesn't tell anyone about them being a Rougarou or they, they or they don't tell anyone about the uh, encounter they had with the Rougarou. So it's, and then the other version is just, it's that, but reverse. So the human makes the Rougarou bleed, and then the original one becomes human again, but now that person's a Rougarou. I don't It's like a weird fucked up version of like... <laughs> it's like it's like the videotape from The Ring. It's either yeah, you die yeah. in seven days or you make someone watch the videotape. It's kind of like that. It's just like a, a werewolf chain letter, basically. Yeah, it. neither of them makes sense. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the 101 days thing, that's a new one. I had not heard that part. Now, another way, and this is probably my favorite way, just because it's hilarious that you could have a Rougarou. And this is according to uh, French Catholics. So if you break or don't recognize the tradition of Lent for seven years, you'll be transformed uh, into a Rougarou. And then your only mission from then on out is to hunt down and kill other Catholics who do not follow the rules wow. of Lent. So, so as a kid who was raised Catholic and has not practiced Lent for over a decade, I guess you don't want to do it in my free time, you know? <laughs> I'd, uh, it's either that or watch your back because something's coming for you pretty soon. <laughs> it could either end really good or really bad for you, man. I don't know. I I just, I love my meat and during uh, Lent, man, what can I say? No fish filet for me. <laughs> but what if like, what if your thing for Lent is giving up Lent? You know? Or giving up being a werewolf. Yeah, you know? there's no... There's, <laughs> Oh, but Rougarous and Lugarous or werewolves. I'm just gonna say werewolves from now on because Rougarou it's just not rolling off the tongue as much as I'd like it to. Uh, they aren't all that bad, uh, according to legend. Yes, they are mostly creatures of vengeance, or at least that's what I read. Uh, but they're also beasts of protection and somewhat like a guardian angel. Uh, they've been known to befriend and protect the downtrodden and those society has rejected, uh, orphans, widows, the houseless. That's only if you're pure of heart. So if you're a shitty orphan, fuck off. <laughs> you got to look out for Krampus and you got to look out for the Lugaru. Yeah, they're all coming for you. Uh, but let's say you don't want anything to do with those things. and You, you just want to make sure that you never come face to face with a werewolf or a Rougarou in this case. 
Uh, there are a couple different things you can do to kind of like stay off their radar. I guess one would be to make sure at least once every seven years <laughs> you just observe Lent. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other one is classic silver. Just keep a silver yeah. something on you, and they'll kind of just leave you alone. And then this one is kind of weird. Uh, outside of your house, you want to leave 13 objects. Now, the reason for this is because they will, for some reason, instinctively try to count those items. Oh, the, the vampire with the rice stick. Yeah, but apparently Rougarous can't count past 12. So... The, <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, that's a fun wrinkle. <laughs> so what happens is they'll get to 12 and then they'll just fucking short circuit and get really frustrated. And they're just like, it's like a game of Monopoly. They'll just flip the board and be like, fuck this game. I'm out of here. Just go back to whatever they're doing. But this one doesn't make any sense. And the reason why is because the legend says that you retain your sense of self Right and all that stuff, <laughs> but is that like the one caveat? Is that you are you as a human being in the head of a rougarou? Math, you cannot do math. Yeah, math is just <laughs> not in the equation for you, literally. <laughs> but, oh my! I have never read that part. That's incredible. That's good, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! All right, man. Well, there you go. Whatever. There you have it. That is the legend of the Rougarou, aka the Lugaru, aka werewolves. Yeah. Wow. That's I. <laughs> I, I really. I. I'm still getting over this bad thing. Dude, it's so of good. All the, of all the weaknesses of any like <laughs> counting the thirteen was not on the radar. <laughs> yeah. No. When I when I saw that, I was like, "You you got to be fucking kidding me." That doesn't make any sense. But I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god! But do you do you think it's like thirteen for like that weird like a like uh, superstition? There, there's there's a whole lot of weird stuff around thirteen. Like a lot, lot of again, this is the uh, years of Catholicism I was forced uh, <laughs> into. But uh, you know, twelve is a biblical number that pops up a lot, like the twelve tribes of uh, Israel, twelve yeah. temples and everything. So yeah, the thirteenth has always had this weird religious subtext to it. Um, so if we're going with the witchcraft explanation, I think that kind of lines up. It's not, not so much the counting cart, but the number three itself uh, is a spooky number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, maybe back in like the 16th century, counting to 13, you probably never had to do that before. You know, they weren't doing baker's dozen back then, man. You know? Yeah. A dozen was a hard dozen. Anything past that is is either two dozen or a half dozen. It doesn't matter. Oh my god, that's I. Yeah, go on. Well, I was just gonna say I'm glad you enjoyed the story. Uh, thoughts? Where are we at? Do you still have love for werewolves? Uh, this, if anything, this made it better for me. I don't know about you. I mean, I've always been terrible at math, so the whole, like, flipping the table at number 13, 100%, I'm there. <laughs> it, makes it, uh, it really humanizes it. It really does. I can emphasize that a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm, I, I love the werewolf legends in general, man. Uh, it, it's just... It's such a unique thing. Like I, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of cryptids are either really, really like way out there, weird, 
or like very very grounded yeah uh like you know bigfoot's just a, a primate of some kind like i that's relatively mundane but like werewolves right in this middle part of like it's human but it's not it's got all these yeah. legends from different peoples and whatnot it, it's it's interesting but also like the like the bigfoot i feel like most cultures no matter where you are have some sort of lycanthropy story in their like belief system and or just their like history in general so i mean it's kind of like the bigfoot in that sense yeah it is kind of a universal thing um yeah and it's it's also weird that it's primarily canines i i think there's part of that is like you know us uh domesticating them so early on in our, our humanity you know that that's a part of our culture in a way um but you don't see too many other animals there are occasionally like i've heard like were hyenas and there's uh you know the berserker uh kind of thing from viking legend and whatnot but Clyde, it's most dogs yeah don't get too ahead of yourself i didn't put this in the story uh -oh. and i'm gonna try and find it now but there are <laughs> legends okay. of there are legends of the ruguru where it's not a wolf but it could be it could be a rabbit it could be a bear it could be what? <laughs> a rabbit <laughs> a rabbit yes <laughs> Okay, that, that gonna, I, I, it's not why it's not widely accepted, but that is uh -huh. one that is one of the things is that it, it could have the head of rabbit. I I just flash into light and night of the leapus, basically, man. The <laughs> giant rabbits wreaking havoc. Ugh. Oh my god, a rabbit? Yeah. But it, but it still has it still has the yeah. massively jacked human body. Oh, that's just but just like a bunny head. Oh, I don't I don't like that image. It's I don't it's not ideal. <laughs> no. <laughs> because what's fucked up is that it still does all the same things that the werewolf would do, but it's just a bunny now. Oh my god. <laughs> just I just picturing that that bunny with a body count of three hundred, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, fucking that bunny's putting up numbers, man. I tell you what. And man, now the whole like lift thing makes sense with Easter, man. That just lined <laughs> up too perfect. <laughs> oh my god, I almost just spit out my beer. <laughs> oh shit. All right. All right, Clyde. That's uh it's about that time. We're gonna wrap things up. I wanna say okay, thank great. you again so much for coming on. We'll definitely have Thanks to do this again. We'll yeah, do, 100%. We'll do this again, and hopefully next time the better audio version will work. Let's <laughs> <Well>, hope. <laughs> but, uh, but before we go, just um, tell people where they can find you, where they can buy your art, stickers, all that stuff, just so they know. And I'll link it all in the episode description as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I don't have any links. Uh, I got Instagram. It's just uh, crypted-clyde on there. Um, my, I'm sorry, not crypted dash, crypted underscore Clyde there on Instagram, go. crypted, crypted get dash Clyde dot shop is my website. And that's actually it. So yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, make sure to follow us at cryptic cocktail party on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on TikTok at cryptic cocktail party. I don't ever really use it, but it's fun to just find stock footage and then put voiceovers over it um but yeah no, that's it for me uh you want to say bye to everyone goodbye everyone